Radio production of Clue. We find Bonnie Manor in a hectic state of murder and secrecy. The guests are more determined to solve the murder by themselves than wait for the police to label them all as suspects. Yet some would prefer not to dig any deeper into the mystery and instead wait for their eventual safety. Hopefully nobody else is murdered. Hopefully. The body's gone. What are you all staring at? What's going on? Who's there? Nobody. What do you mean? Nobody. Nobody. Mr. Body's body. It's gone. What? Maybe he wasn't really dead. He was. We should have made sure. I get it. I failed. So, was he dead or wasn't he? Maybe he was dead, but someone moved him. Who would move him? And why? How should I know? Well, if he's not here, then where is he? Oh my, all this excitement. If you'll excuse me, I have to... Is there a little girl's room I could use? Oui, oui, madame. No, I just want to powder my nose. There's a toilet in the billiard room. I don't mean to alarm anybody, but we do currently have the small issue of two dead bodies, one missing, one present, and the imminent arrival of the police. Well, the bridge is washed out. That should buy some extra time. But I don't want extra time. I want the police to arrive. I'm trapped in this house with a murderer. But once the police get here, the rest of us are doomed. Wadsworth, am I right in thinking that there is nobody else in this house? Um, no. Then there is someone else in this house. No. No? Sorry, I said no meaning yes. No meaning yes. Yes. Look, I want a straight answer. Don't look at me. Is there someone else in this house? Yes or no? Um, no. No, there is or no, there isn't? Yes. There seems to be some confusion about whether or not we are the only people in this house. There isn't. There isn't any confusion or there isn't anybody else? Either. Both. Just give me a clear answer. What was the question? Is there anyone else in the house? No. no. But that's what he says, but does he know? Look, we've got a killer on the loose, the missing dead body of Mr. Body, a cook with a dagger in her back, and all these easily accessible weapons. The rope, the revolver, the candlestick, the wrench, and... Hey, where's the lead pipe? Miss Peacock races out of the restroom. Body is draped over her shoulders with a lead pipe bloodily protruding from his head. It's Mr. Body. He's attacking her. Over my dead body. Well, careful what you wish for. 
Mr. Plum tugs the corpse off Miss Peacock while she screams in utter hysteria. How typical. Ugh, he's so bloody. Well, uh, he's dead. Well, that's what you said the last time. I believe in second chances. Mr. Bloody, dead. Again. Dead. <sighs> Somebody, catch her. I'll catch you. Fall into my arms. Sorry. Where did this happen, Mrs. Peacock? In the bathroom. I opened the door and there he was. At first I thought he was attacking me, but then I realized he'd been left propped up against the doorframe. Dead. Just waiting to fall on someone. Who would do such a thing? Takes a lot of guts to kill someone twice. It's what we call overkill. But why? What's the difference? Well, it makes a difference to him. Makes a difference to us. We've got to find out who killed him, where, and with what. Well, given that there's a lead pipe in his head, it was probably with the lead pipe. Ten points, Professor Plum. What kind of game are you playing, Wadsworth? This isn't a game. Agreed. The lead pipe belonged to you. But I dropped it while we were running to the kitchen. People don't just drop murder weapons. I didn't know it was a murder weapon when I dropped it. So just anyone could have picked it up. Yes, of course, but who did? Who did pick up the lead pipe? Who picked up the lead pipe and brutally murdered Mr. Buddy, leaving him dead and bloodied in the bathroom? Who did that? Who? Who? Cool it, Butler. While you lose your marbles, I'm over here trying to do something useful. Have you all forgotten about the evidence against us in this briefcase? The evidence. The evidence? The evidence. Body's briefcase is locked. There must be a key. A key? Mr. Green, would you be so kind as to check Mr. Body's pockets for the key to his briefcase containing the evidence of our crimes so that we may destroy said evidence once and for all? Well, alright. Where'd you get those latex gloves from? I don't like germs. Or fingerprints? No, mostly it's really just germs. <clears throat> There's no key in his pocket. Now we'll never be able to open the briefcase. Colonel Mustard, hand me the wrench. It's empty. <gasps> then where's all the evidence? I told you Bonnie was a liar. Had the evidence in his briefcase, my foot. We must find that evidence. And destroy it. Then we can put all of this behind us. And move forward with our miserable lives. Mon dieu! Evidence against us aside. First things first. We're in a room with two dead bodies. And the cops are on their way. Let's move the corpses to the sofa so they look less dead. Ladies first. Mm. Careful. Don't get blood on the sofa. How do we do this? The dagger will go further into her back. Tip her forward. And sideways over the arm. Now body's body. Now what? Now we need to do something about this room full of murder weapons and a homicidal maniac on the loose. <gasps> Let's put the weapons in the broom closet and lock the door.
there, locked. What are you going to do with the key to the closet, Wadsworth? I'll put it in my pocket. Well, what if you're the murderer? I'm not. But what if you are? I have an idea. We'll throw it outside. Good idea. Excellent. Wadsworth and the guests scramble towards the door, desperate to dispose of the keys and stop these murders once and for all. Wadsworth races forward. He throws open the majestic stained glass door, only to find a passing motorist whose hand is poised for a knock. <gasps> um, how do you do? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to disturb the whole household, but my car broke down out here and I was wondering if I could use your phone. Right, just a moment please. Very well, sir. Would you care to come in? Thank you. Well, where is it? What? The body? <gasps> the phone. What body? What? There's no body. There's nobody. There's nobody in this study. No. No. No, no, that phone's been disconnected. But I think there's one in the lounge. Alrighty then. Right through this door. Thank you. Now listen, our task is twofold. One, find the evidence. Two, find the murderer. But how? I suggest we handle this in proper military fashion. We split up and search the house. Split up? Yes, we'll split up into pairs. That way none of us will be alone. But if we split up into pairs, whichever one of us is paired with the killer might get killed. Mon dieu. But then we would have discovered who the murderer is. But the other half of the pair would be dead. This is war, Peacock. Casualties are inevitable. You cannot make an omelette without breaking eggs. Every cook will tell you that. But look at what happened to the cook. Colonel, are you willing to take that chance? What choice do we have? None. I suppose you're right. All right, troops. Divide and conquer. I'll split us into pairs. Eeny, meeny, miny. No. This is why you come with me. Professor Plum, you're with Mrs. Peacock. Yvette, go with Mr. Green. And Miss Scarlet, you're with Eeny, meeny. But what if someone doesn't come back? We'll remember you fondly. Let's go. The guests set off, jumping at creeks, flinching at shadows. The pairs leave to scour the house. Green and Yvette are searching in the study. Just checking. Everything all right? Yep, two corpses. Everything's fine. Oh, good. Good? Did you even hear me? There are two corpses in there. Nothing's fine. Oh, I hate searching this house. They both continue scouring the lounge, but now I ask you to shift your attention to Miss White and Wadsworth that are standing in the hallway eyeing a pair of doors. Go on. I'll be right behind you. That's why I'm nervous. But why? It's just us. We're all alone. That's just it, Mrs. White. No man in his right mind would ever be alone with you. Fine. You go in there, and I'll go in here. Are you going in? Yes, are you? Yes. On the count of three. Three. 
They both jump into their respective rooms, slam the doors, and run out, eyeing each other nervously. Nothing in that room. Nothing in there, either. Ah! How can I find anything if I don't even know what I'm looking for? This book says, Civilized society is perpetually menaced with disintegration through this primary hostility of men towards one another. Your fancy words don't intimidate me, Professor. I take no credit, Mrs. Peacock. Freud. I think he's onto something. Now is not the time for academic pursuits. Huh? These look like the cigarettes Miss Scarlet smokes. Unbeknownst to Mr. Plum and Miss Peacock, they just triggered an elaborate FBI-esque hidden panel that reveals each guest's crimes and misdemeanors. Satisfied by not having seen the panel, Mr. Plum and Miss Peacock quietly exit the library. Well, I think we found the most compelling thing we could possibly find in here. Let's go. I'm a little nervous. I'm in this big house and I've been locked in the lounge. And the funny thing is, there's a whole group of people here having some sort of party, and I think one of them is my customer. A shadow rises up above the unsuspecting motorist, its black, gloved hand clenching the wrench. Yeah, my regular Tuesday night passenger. Before he can even finish the phone call, the hand slams down. Another victim has been claimed. Poor motorist. He shouldn't have come to Body Manor in his hour of need, which was coincidentally also his last. He knew something about one of the guests, which may have been why he was silenced. Could there be an even more sinister plot lurking behind all of the murder? Tune in next time for episode 5.